Welcome to Aphesis Church Podcast Channel. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina area, we would love to get to know you better and for you to experience what Aphesis is all about. If you would like more information about us, please visit our website at aphesischurch.com. It is our prayer that this message truly speaks to you. God bless. I want to open up with Proverbs chapter 3, starting at verse 1. My son, forget not my law, but thine, but let thine heart keep my commandments. For the length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart, so that thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not on thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Let's go ahead and open up a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this opportunity that we have to come together, God, and just please be with me, God, and help me to speak what it is you've laid on my heart for tonight, and just help us all to have an open heart, an open mind, and just be open to what it is you have for us tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You could be seated. Let me move this back a little bit. There we go. So, <clears throat> this past weekend, uh, Brother Mattman and I went to Table Rock State Park and obviously we wanted to go do some hiking and on the way to the once we got to the park we had pulled up to the front gate and we were having to pay obviously our interest fees but we were trying to find where we needed to go to get to you know the summit of Table Rock so we had pulled up when we paid our fees we asked him hey is this the right direction to go and he said yeah just you know pay here you pull up park and then you'll see the trailblazes that'll lead you up to the summit of Table Rock. So obviously we got there, we had to hit that bathroom because we knew we weren't going to find one. And then load up our snacks, water, and bags, and then we headed that way to hit the trail. But has anybody seen this one of these before? That picture? The first picture, please. The, the, the red paint mark there? So those are called trail blazes, because the trails that are often at these parks and stuff, they don't just appear out of nowhere. They're, they're purposely, they're built, they're cleared, they're marked, and these markings mark where the trail goes. And it's so that way people can safely get from one end to the other and then back. And the purpose of them is for the hikers and people to follow the specific path. So this one led to Table Rock. So if you want to go to Table Rock, you follow those blazes. And they're not only there to make sure you get in the right direction, but they're also there to keep you from getting into dangerous spots or dangerous locations. I mean, you, you could go off that and there could be a cliff somewhere. There could be a, a sketchy rock, which we actually saw a sketchy rock. There was this massive, massive rock that was literally being held up by one tree. Ridiculous. Maybe there's a giant hole you don't see, but 
the, where these are marked in these trails, they're constantly maintained to clear out brush. Um, you'll see big trees where they fell, fell over the trail and they literally just went and cut like that section of tree that went over so that way you can walk through. And then, I mean, there's many different reasons why they've cleared that, different ways they've cleared that. And, but one of the main reasons, like I said, is so that way hikers have a clear direction and understanding on which way they need to go. And yet some of them, people choose to ignore those signs and they decide to leave the trail. Because while many of us, you know, you might think while you're hiking, I, I'm not gonna get lost out there. It ain't gonna happen. But on average, there's around 2,000 hikers get lost every year while out on the trail. So you might ask, why would somebody, you know, wanna leave the trail? Now there's a ton of different reasons why people can get lost out there. Some get lost because it got dark and they couldn't see where they were going. Maybe they got separated from their group. Maybe they got injured or dehydrated or some way got disoriented and just you know lost track of where they were going. But the number one reason hikers get lost on the trail is by not staying on the trail. They willingly like to leave the path that has been laid out and marked for them on the trail. And maybe they left the trail, you know, because they were curious. Maybe they wanted to walk out to the edge of a big cliff to look over the edge. Or it could have been that some of the unmarked trails looked a whole lot easier than the trail that you're on. Maybe they had to take a poop. I don't know. <laughs> but tonight, if you allow me, I want to speak on this simple title, Stay on the Trail. The same manner that people have gone out and created these trails, they've cleared the path for us to walk on, they've attempted to clear out as much of the dangers as they could, they've marked the path with the trailblazes, they even put signs along the way like this one reminding us over and over and over, please stay on the trail. Or even this next one, danger, stay on the trail. And most of the time, they even take it one step further with this next picture, a map. They have made detailed maps that tell you which way the trail is and where it goes. But God has done the exact same thing for us. He did not intend for us to walk through life aimlessly. Hikers don't leave the ever leave the trail with the intentions of getting lost but we must do everything that we can to ensure that we stay on the path that God has laid out for us. So, how many of y'all like to go hiking? Yeah? Now, while you were hiking on these trails, have you ever walked along a trail and go, these people that mark this trail have no idea what they're doing. They're not going in the right direction. This map is completely wrong. I'm going this way. The trail says this way, but I'm going this way. No, most of the times we trust that they knew what they were doing when they marked it. But why do we do the same thing to God? God has marked the trail for us. God's done the exact same thing. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5. 
Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy paths, or in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. So the same way hikers trust the people that mark the trail to guide them in the direction we need to go, God's saying, trust me, I will guide you. I'll tell you where to go. I've got you. Just keep following the path. Now, far too often when we give our life to God, start going to church, we all often figure our path is going to be like this next picture. A nice, smooth trail. There's really nothing in the way. I mean, you can see the end of the trail, where it's going. Now, while that's true sometimes... That's not always the case, because sometimes it'll look like this next picture. Yeah, and this is one of the pictures from this past weekend. I'll tell you what, that picture does not do it justice, because that was a steep climb. But it's not smooth at all. There's big rocks there. There's trees in the way. And did I mention it was uphill? That mess hurt. I mean, you can't even see where it's going. There's so much stuff in the way. All out of breath, legs are burning. But there may be an easier path. But because this, if you can't see in that middle picture, it's marked. It's telling you which way to go. And it's easy to get tempted to maybe take that path because kind of there on the right, it looks like one kind of goes to the right there that looks a lot easier. But that's not the way to go. And if we aren't careful, it's very easily to get turned around if you go off trail, get injured, lost. Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 says, Enter ye at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. Many there be which go in thereat, because straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few there be that find it. The New Living Translation puts ver verse 14 this way, but the gateway to life is very narrow and the road is difficult and only a few ever find it. So not only does God say that the road is difficult, it's difficult that we will face some persecution and some difficult decisions. The road is also narrow so very few will ever find it. But the reward at the end of that narrow, difficult pathway is greater than anything we can imagine. Like I said earlier, the number one reason that most hikers get lost is because they left the trail. So I remember we were walking last weekend down the path and we were, we were talking about people getting lost and, and all of that and there were several spots that we came to that looks like this next picture so it's very clear which way the path goes there to the left but I remember there was one point that brother Mattman was like ooh I wonder what's down that way <laughs> and started walking down and then I remember well, he went down maybe a couple feet and he's like nope not getting lost today <laughs> But funny thing that a few feet before that, that point, we saw a sign that looks like this one. Please stay on the trail. It's very easily to get distracted. The world is full of distractions. 
we can even distract ourselves sometimes. We can easily get lost in our problems, what we have going on, to the point that we lose sight of the goodness and faithfulness of God. Entertainment can be a distraction. Things or our physical possessions can be a distraction. Because our world today promotes having things. Every time we turn around, there seems to be a new gadget. Every time we get a new phone, it's like the next day there's a whole nother one. But we need to keep our perspective on needs versus wants. The things in life become far less distracting, far less distracting from our relationship with God. We need a new church building, but I want a truck that's going to cost me $600 a month. Even serving God itself can be a distraction. Julianne and I I listened to this sermon uh, a while ago, and there was one phrase that kind of stuck out to us. It says, if we aren't careful, we will get caught up in doing stuff for God and not doing stuff with God. And Julianne throws this one in my face all the time when I get frustrated, so just let y'all know. (laughs) So even serving God can be a distraction, but we must remember the path that God put us on through having a relationship with him. And whatever we do should be done with his help. Doing so will make our lives easier and bring him glory. And the same way that someone walked along the trails in the park and marked them and cleared them, God has gone before us and he marked the path that we all walk on. God has placed stay on the path signs all along the path. God has even given us a map of that path for us to walk. It's right here. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a light unto my feet and a light unto my path. His word will light your path and guide you along the trail. Let's look at that map again from the, the park. So on this map, it, like I said, it lays out where all the trails are at. But one thing it doesn't do is it doesn't warn you where the dangers are. But God's map does. Not only does it show us the path we will take, he's also laid out the dangers that we'll potentially face. He has even told us how to actively avoid those dangers. So we must make sure we take this map from God and use it every single day and study it as we're walking this path. And with it, we'll be able to see and recognize the signs and know that we are on the right path. So I want to share some of those blazes that I talked about and warning signs that we can find in the Bible that can help us avoid these distractions of getting off the trail. Romans 12, verse 11. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Avoid laziness. So why does God give us this sign? Because laziness can bring poverty. Not just monetary, but spiritually. Laziness can lead to a failure to grow in Christian disciplines and lead to compromise. 
avoid sexual temptation. Proverbs, Proverbs chapter 5, verse 1. My son, pay attention to my wisdom. Listen carefully to my wise counsel. Then you will show discernment, and your lips will express what you've learned. For the lips of an immoral woman are as sweet as honey, but her mouth is smoother than oil. But in the end, she is bitter as poison, as dangerous as a double-edged sword. Her feet go down to death. Her steps lead straight to the grave. Proverbs chapter 5, verses 21. For the Lord sees clearly what a man does, examining every path he takes. An evil man is held captive by his own sins. They are ropes that catch and hold him. He will die for lack of self-control. He will be lost because of his great foolishness. You will find death and destruction on the path of sexual temptations. Destruction in your marriage, your relationship with God, your identity, and ultimately these distractions can lead to death. Repentance, Mark chapter 1, verse 15. The time promised by God has come at last. He announced, the kingdom of God is near. Repent of your sins and believe the good news. This was John the Baptist talking about how the promised Messiah has arrived and that they should repent and believe. This is not old news. Stay on the path of repentance and believe because Jesus is coming back very, very soon. We must stay alert and also resist the devil. 1 Peter, verse 5. Stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone he can devour. James 4 and 7, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Depending on where you're hiking, even staying on the designated path, there is a possibility that you can cross something, an animal, a wild animal, something dangerous. That's why a hiker must be on alert and prepared for if this happens. The same way the Bible warns us to stay alert and watch out because it is inevitable that you will run into the devil. He is all along the trail actively looking for someone that is being distracted and he can take advantage of. But however... We can stay prepared by living a life submitted to God and actively resisting the devil's attempts. That's not to say he's not going to try again, but if we are alert, if we are not distracted, we can avoid those interactions. Being humble. James chapter 4, verse 6. But he gives more grace... Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humility is a sense of rightly responding to who God is and knowing who we are. Humility, in a sense, is rightly responding 
to who God is and rightly know who we are. C.S. Lewis wrote in, in a book, Mere Christianity, that says, true humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Micah 6.8 says, He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God. God, the creator and master of everything, displayed ultimate humility when he robed himself in flesh, served sinners, served the broken, the unlovable, and sacrificed himself, his own life, for us on the cross. When we walk the path of humility, we are following Jesus. Forgive. When you're hiking, it's so easy, easy to, and tempting to take the path of least resistance. Being told to forgive someone who has hurt you can be hard. It may be like you're being asked to walk barefoot on a hot coals across lava and you can't even see the other side. Nope, not doing that. There ain't no way I can do that. I mean, do you know what they did to me? Would you forgive that? But, and the reason that I chose this at the end to end this with forgive is it's a warning sign from God because it take, God takes forgiveness very, very seriously. So seriously, he died for it. I mean, he died so that way our sins can be forgiven before we even did them. So he is serious that his word says in Matthew chapter 6, verse 14, if you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And the Bible repeats this over and over and over. And it's not a suggestion. It's a command. He's telling us. He's not asking you. I mean, it's so serious that if you don't forgive, he's not going to forgive you. Apart from it being a command, forgiveness is also necessary for freedom and deliverance to what happened in our lives. If we walk the path of unforgiveness, we essentially tie God's hands and the devil gets... He has to leave us alone. The weight of that unforgiveness is gone. Let's look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 34. And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all, the, all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 14. Strive for peace with everyone. And for the holiness without which no, will, no one will see the Lord. 
See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. If you've ever or now are holding on to any unforgiveness, you can't deny the torture that it brings you. It's constantly on your mind. You're constantly thinking about it. It may go away for a little bit, but something will come up. You'll see the person, and then it just comes right back. The spirit of bitters not only affects you by torturing your mind and body, but it affects those around you as well. Walking the path of unforgiveness can keep you bound in other areas of your life as well. Apart from it being a command, forgiveness is necessary for freedom and deliverance to what happens to us. I want to remind you of something I said earlier. We must remember not just to do things for God, but do it with God. As hard as forgiving someone may be, God is a present help. God will honor your choice to forgive, and he will help you do it. Let's go ahead and stand, please. So Satan knows his time's coming to an end, and Jesus' return is closer than it has ever been before. We cannot afford, even for a moment, to be distracted and miss the signs that God has put on our path. Because if we get distracted and we walk down that path, that wrong path, like I said in, in, with the hikers, it does not take long for you to get turned around and lost. Psalms 119, verse 1. Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey his laws and search for him with all their hearts. They do not compromise with evil, and they walk only in his path. You have charged to keep, a, keep your commandments carefully. Oh, that my actions would consistently reflect your decrees. And then I will not be ashamed when I compare my life with your commands. So as we're walking this path that God has laid out before us, this world will place things all along the way in order to tempt us to leave the trail. Financial issues family issues. I mean, every day it's, it seems like something else is trying to take our attention off of where we need to walk, the direction that we're heading to get our eyes off of God and get our eyes on the world, and then we could potentially miss the signs and go down the wrong path. But whenever you do end up taking that wrong path, we need to have that same mindset as Brother Mattman. Nope, not getting lost today. And then hop right back on that trail and keep going. Our joy that we're going to receive, our prize at the end of this trail, is not worth compromising for anything the world has to offer. Let's go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you. If you were encouraged by this message and you would like to connect with Ephesus Church, or you would like to get in contact with the leadership of this church, please visit AphesusChurch.com.
Thank you for being a part.